but I'm excited about these readings. Today, that reading, that gospel that we just heard proclaimed is amazing, isn't it? I mean, Jesus Christ raised a little girl who was dead with just a word and a touch of his hand. She was dead, and he raised her up, and she lived again. It's amazing. But I think maybe even more amazing is Jesus' words to those who are around him. A large crowd, as it says. After Jesus did this miracle, after they saw that what had happened, they were utterly amazed. And Jesus says to them, strictly, do not tell anyone what you just saw. Right. I'm sure they obeyed Jesus in that. I'm sure they just kept it to themselves. You know they went out and proclaimed to everyone what they had just witnessed. The reason Jesus said that, of course, is because he didn't want people flocking to him just because he was a miracle worker. They didn't want him to come and see this interesting person who's like a magician or something like that. They wanted them, Jesus wanted people to be drawn to him because of the truth. He is the Son of God, and he came to give them, give all of us life. He wanted them to come to him to know that, to love him and serve him, and thus have life. I want to say something about the first reading, though, because as amazing as that gospel is, I leave it up to you and your families to continue to reflect on that, to think about that, to dwell on that good news that God came to give us life. Because in the first reading, we have the answer to a lot of life's very difficult questions. I think the most difficult questions. Why is there evil in the world? Where do bad things come from? What does God want of me? What is my ultimate destiny? I believe we get those answers in that short reading from the Book of Wisdom. The Book of Wisdom, we believe, is probably one of the last to be written in the Old Testament. Perhaps it was written about a hundred years before Jesus came to us in the flesh. But even though it was written before Jesus came, before his death and resurrection, before he came to give us eternal life. God was already opening the minds and the hearts of our ancestors to get ready for the gospel in the book of wisdom. So maybe you know probably the most famous passage in the book of wisdom. It's read at a lot of funerals because it gives us a lot of hope. It is this. The souls of the just are in the hand of God and no torment shall touch them. They seemed in view of the foolish to be dead, and their dying uttered destruction, but they are in peace. Remember, this is before Jesus came and opened the gates of heaven for us. God was already teaching us, preparing us that for eternal life that would be given to us in Jesus' death and resurrection. But today's reading, I think, answers those questions. The first five words can, can help us, I think, when we wrestle with the question of sin and death and evil and all of that. God did not make death. It says that. Nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living. But God created us to be imperishable. So that answers that question. It may not be perfectly satisfying, but it does answer that question, where does evil, sin, suffering, and death come from? God did not make those things. Okay, but they exist. We see it in the world. We experience it in our bodies, in ourselves, in our families, in our country, in our world. We see suffering and division and death and all of that. We just saw the horrible 
uh, catastrophe in Miami of the destruction of the, the collapse of that condominium. Where does that come from? Where does this sorrow, this agony, this suffering come from? Well, this reading answers that as well. It comes from the devil, the envy of the devil. The devil, like us, are given free will. And it's amazing, but we read in the book of Revelation that many of the angels chose alienation. They chose to, to alienate themselves from God and thus fell from grace and are now in hell. And as, it, as the saying goes, misery loves company. So the devil, or the devils then, try to drag us down with them. And they introduced temptation, sin, suffering, and the wages of all of that, which is death. And so we read in that reading, at the end of that reading, those who follow that path will surely die forever. But those who follow God, those who follow the Lord, will surely live forever. And this is the good news that we get perfectly, finally, in the gospel with Jesus. Jesus said, I have come so that you may have life. He said, follow me and you will never die. Of course, we're going to fall asleep, as he said. We're going to sleep the sleep of death. But you will never die completely. You will live with me forever in heaven. And then in this tiny little obscure line in the Gospel of Matthew, which I love, Jesus simply says to his disciples and to all of us, your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. I love that line. God doesn't say, well, I want to see if you can earn it, or let's see if you can get it up here. Your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. God created you to live forever, and that's what God desires for all of us. Okay, so how do we get that then? How do we have that eternal life? Clearly, by following his Son, Jesus Christ, by participating, as we are now, in the life of the church. God gives us the sacraments, baptism, confirmation, confession, and the Eucharist especially, to wash us clean of that sin and to, to strengthen us and set us back on the path of eternal life. This is the good news that our ancestors longed to hear and now is ours in Jesus Christ. God did not make death, but desires that all of us should live. And if that's God's desire for us, it should be our desire as well. And it will come about if we live our life Maybe not perfectly, because no one does it perfectly, but if we live faithfully in God's church, it will come about. You and I are living, I hope, for, so that we can hear those words of Jesus spoken to that little girl, Jairus' daughter, so long ago, when Jesus will say to us, I say to you, arise. And that will come not just at the end of our life, but every day, every time we sin, every time we're anxious or lonely or afraid or worried or confused or angry, we should imagine God saying those words to us. My beloved child, arise. I did not create you for death or destruction. I created you for life. Come to me and you will live. Lastly, finally, I want to say one thing that I think we can all do in the world. How can we, what do we do with this good news? First, we delight in it and we receive it and we respond by giving over our hearts and our lives to the Lord again and again. But secondly, and I think this is really important, especially today, you and I must live as people of hope and mercy and I would say even joy in the world. There's so much anger, so much division and acrimony, 
someone said recently, I just don't know where to turn or if there's any hope in the world. And we as Christians should say, there is hope, an infinite amount of hope. Jesus Christ came so that you may have life. That may not solve all of our problems right now, but it solves the ultimate problem of where we are going and why we were made. I love this quote from Mother Teresa. I hope she said it. There's a lot of quotes that are ascribed to her that people say, well, I don't know, maybe someone else said it. But I think she said it. I talked to one of her sisters who heard her say this at least once. Mother Teresa said this about the resurrection. She said, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again so that you may live forever, if you have that joy in your heart, she said, maybe you should inform your face. I love that. In other words, it should be the way we live. And I'm not saying we just smile and say everything's great and perfect. But if we live that joy, that certainty, that expectation of living with God, then we will be evangelizing. We will be preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. God did not make death. He made us to live with him forever. I hope and pray that you and I will live in such a way that at the end of our lives, when we sleep the sleep of death, we will hear those awesome, beautiful, beloved, incredible words of Jesus to each one of us. My beloved, my little one, arise. <laughs>